the latest CFP rankings, canceled games, and more reasons to hate that piece of shit Kevin Warren next on Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. We are on episode 12 this week. Um, if you watched our last episode, our first video podcast, uh, we had a great time doing it. And uh, welcome back to the uh, audio side of things, Davis. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, unfortunately, we missed a little bit of time uh, last week. Obviously, we'll get into that uh, today. But um the video one, I do want to point this out. We plan on doing more in the future, and we're going to get better at it, just like we're going to continue to get better with our audio posts. So um, I'm sure you know we're willing to take any criticism because we want to get better. We enjoy what we're doing, but we also want to make it to where you guys enjoy watching it too. So if you ever have anything that you want to suggest or uh, have any ideas, uh, feel free. Yeah, absolutely. And man, wow. That's all I got to say. Wow to everything that's going on. So let's just get into it, man. Yeah, we got, we, we got a lot to unpack in this episode. 100%, dude. And let's, so let's start with where it all started. Let's go with the uh, the first initial CFP, which came out over a week ago, um, You know, in which the top four was Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and, and Ohio State coming in at four. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? Uh, my initial reaction at that time was I didn't really agree with Clemson being above Ohio State. Not that it mattered much because I know those two teams will play again, but I think what they're doing is they're setting up the possibility of both those teams getting into the playoff, regardless of what happens again. Like Clemson can maybe even lose that again in like overtime and still get in with two losses without winning the ACC. So uh, I didn't have as much of a problem being ahead of Ohio State. I just had a hard time with them losing a game. And they did not penalize them at all for it. For me, I I think it's weird the way the CFP is working nowadays. I feel like at the beginning of the CFP, if you had any strikes against you, you know, albeit a loss or, or whatever it was, you had to start on the outside and work your way back in. I feel like now they purposely keep you in the top four so they don't have to find a way to put you back in it. I mean, that's just how it feels to me. Like before you had to jump other teams and other teams had to lose for this to happen. I feel like now they're, they've decided already. It feels to me like they've decided who they think the top five or six teams are and they're keeping them there. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're never even going with one narrative. Sometimes it's the eye test. Sometimes it's who you played. Sometimes it's who you, you know, how bad was your loss? Sometimes it's how good was your win. They kind of keep changing the narrative to pretty much, you know, I guess put the teams in that. At the end of the day, I think it, it it's completely, you know, subject, not even subjective. They're just like, who do you think your best for is? I don't even care what your criteria is. I'm just asking you, what's your best for? What's your best for? What's your best for? We can argue. One person says, well, I think it's because this one, because this. But at the end of the day, each person, it's who, who they think their top four is for whatever their own criteria is. And then they'll claim that, oh, we looked at this and this. But none of that matters. Like, they still think Ohio State should be in the top four. They maybe just felt, hey, let's put them at four because Clemson's played more games and they lost in overtime without having their quarterback. Boom. That's it. Notre Dame's number two, not because we think they're necessarily the second best team in the country, but they beat number one at the time and they're unbeaten. But who else have they played? They've not looked good against other teams. You remember when they played Louisville at the beginning of the year and they won like 12 to seven? Yeah. Like right. if that, if Ohio State would have done that or Alabama or Clemson would have done that, that would have, that, that would have looked horrible on them. 
But Notre Dame, it's like, oh, they, they fought out a tough game there. Uh, and Louisville's proven to be terrible. That, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Well, to me, Notre Dame has has consistently been, they have consistently been the most overrated team to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. Brian Kelly cannot win big games. I think he's proven that time and time again. So yeah, they've they've definitely bombed every time they've been in the playoff, or uh, they've been in the playoff one time. But I mean, you remember the Manti Teo year with his imaginary girlfriend, or his yeah. catfish situation? They go she in there and hot. play. She was so hot. Ooh. You know, we 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 should have been in that year, but that that I digress. Anyways, so the initial CFP, I'm mostly okay with it. You know, good to see that even with the lack of games, we're we were in the top four to start. So we're looking forward to this Illinois game happening last week. I thought everything was fine. Start here on Wednesday. You know, might be some cases. We don't know. Thursday, we're still having practice. Friday, they're still even doing practice. But then you're like, hey, you know, we're still doing more testing. Then Friday night's like, we're not going to go to, you know, we're not going to travel till the morning, wait on more tests. And then late Friday night, they cancel. And it was heartbreaking, man. It was heartbreaking because... We know that we have no more room for air left. Our, we didn't have room for this air. No, we didn't. But the first one wasn't even necessarily our fault. So this one even feels different because. Well, this one is our fault. Well, right. It That's is definitely what I our fault. Say. It's our fault. And you know, I'm getting ready to go off on a tangent here because Gene Smith and Kevin Warren, both of these guys, I can't wait for the day that they're fired. That's all I can say. I can't wait to the day till I don't it's have not gonna to say happen. those two names. It's not going to happen. Unbelievable, man. We didn't even reach the threshold. That's the biggest thing. And by the way, you and I both watched together the the press conference that was put out with Gene Smith and the doctor and Ryan Day and everybody else out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And several times during this press conference, they contradicted each other on what was going to what was actually happening on right. what what actual thresholds that we met. Well, we're hearing a 5% positivity rate, but then a 7.5% um testing rate and then they're talking about franklin county being in the purple but then they're talking about well we didn't meet our numbers is there could we have played yes did we think it was the best thing to not play yes we were over the threshold but there was a threshold that we didn't go out like i didn't understand I, i was more confused after that was over than before we even started listening to it it's because they didn't want to tell us that they could have played, and they didn't. And the more I try to think and look into it, I have a feeling that they—I I don't know. I, I, I'm trying—see, the problem is there's no transparency at all with any of this. Like, the Big Ten started this crap, and then Ohio State's being real hush-hush on a lot of this stuff. And we really don't know exactly what's going on. And it's kind of leaving us a lot of this stuff up for interpretation. And of course, I'm thinking worst case scenario with a lot of this stuff. So I'm already worried about key players and, you know, what what's the rest of the season going to look like. But man, like, I don't understand what's going on at all with what they're thinking. So then I'm trying to come up in my mind, like, what's happening and I just have a feeling like the only reason I can even think why they canceled this is because they're trying to protect the last two weeks. They figured maybe if they have a chance to go to Illinois, there might be a chance that more numbers would pop up and it would cost them the last two weeks. What do you well, think? here's my logic, though. My, my logic is this. They're trying to protect the last two games of the season, which I understand because that last game of the season is Michigan, which, you know, is, you know, an important game in the in the history of Ohio State. But but here's my thing, dude. And this day and age right now with COVID, you have to take what you know you can get. We could have played. So you have to play that game. Because who knows, dude, maybe this week, maybe this week we get more positive tests 
And then Saturday we can't play, which leads into us missing the last game of the season. Now we've missed the entire season based on you prematurely shutting it down. You have to take what you can get when you can get it. We could have played that football game. We should have played that football game because we don't know when we're going to get another one. We really don't. I'm tired of this. I don't know a better word for it. Pussyfooting around. I'll have to edit that. (laughs) (laughs) You got long Um, enough beat for that one? Yeah, and and trying to and trying to be everybody wants to be a doctor these days and shut it down and oh I'm so worried about it and you know we were close we only had freaking two players on the team that have it but we got to shut down the whole thing no that's crap take what you can get when you can get it the season hangs in the balance all these kids fought for this man and you're not giving them a fair shake and that's been the narrative since the beginning from both the Big Ten. And now from Ohio State as singular thing. You know what I mean? Like, they're just mm-hmm. not giving the kids all the opportunity they should have. I'm pissed about it. I mean, I agree with you. And I understand. And I'm definitely frustrated. But I feel like there's more they're not telling us. Because I, I think they're well aware, especially Coach Day and all the players. And probably even Gene Smith understands the importance of getting these games in. The importance of, well, we're not going to have as many games as all these other teams. You know, we've got to win that Big Ten championship because without that, I think it's going to hurt us. And I feel like they they almost have to know that. So I feel like there's something they're not telling us. The part about Coach Day testing positive that's bad is, number one, is he's out, especially up through this next week. So if we play Michigan State next week uh, or this Saturday, you know, he's not going to be there. But Coach Day works very closely with Justin Fields. I mean, he's also the quarterback's coach, and he's kind of taken Justin under his wing ever since he's been there. So I know they've probably had close contact. You're not seeing pictures of anyone online during practice, any main starters. You're not seeing anything on him. And I just have a feeling that there's something you're not telling us, and I think it's going to result in key players being out, maybe, maybe Fields. I don't know. I mean, that's speculation. But that's what they're leaving me with because they're not being transparent about anything. And that just goes with the par for the course, dude, for the narrative for the entire season this year. Well, first of all, Ohio State's never been forthcoming with any information on anything. But aside from that, just this entire season has been like that. I feel like we are being kept in a closet for some reason. Like, we don't know. Do you honestly think we're not going to know who has COVID when they board these planes or buses or wh- however they're traveling this week? Do you think we're not going to know who's not on them? It's going right. to be on there. Right. I get, I mean, listen, you're right. But you do have the HIPAA law or the FERPA law or whatever that they can't disclose unless that they give them consent to. Um, so even though I can connect the dots and figure out who has it, that's still not violating that law. So I know, but if as that, soon as Ryan Day but, had it, they came out right all, now and said it. Well, I think it also has to do with the preparation for the next team. You know, I think they're also keeping this hush in prep. Now, I don't agree with it because I'd rather just know. But I feel like maybe, you know, there, there's also part of this, too. Like, let's say Michigan State knows for a fact that Justin Fields is not playing. And instead, this whole time they prep for Justin Fields and prep for a passing game. And all of a sudden, he can't play. And we put Miller in there or C.J. Stroud in there. And they don't really have any film or didn't do a lot of prep on them. Or at least keep them in limbo so they, you know, they might have to think, hey, we may have to prep we or we don't even know who's playing. Like, that can help the game preparation, especially since we're not even going to get a, you know, a, a normal I full week it, of practice. It, nobody has any game film on C.J. Stroud. Nobody. Okay. And I understand that, too. I get it. And we may just be completely overlooking this and maybe everything was blown out of proportion for the most part. And they did just out of abundance of caution, cancel it. And they just made a bad decision. I have no idea, man. Well, let me ask All you I this know, question. Go ahead. Does Gene Smith need fired? 
Gene Smith's needed fired for a long time. I don't okay. like Gene Smith. I know you don't like Gene Smith. I don't either. He is so politically, I mean, he's a politician, you know, and a lot of people in those roles are politicians. And the fact that, you know, it, the, the thing that bothers me is how much Urban Meyer liked him and how much Ryan Day likes him. And I'm not saying that, you know, he probably does a lot of good for those coaches and helps him out. Plus, you know, those coaches are getting paid too. And I'm sure, you know, you know, the athletic director, Gene Smith, has a lot to do with that as well, to, you know, to help them get that money and help them out with whatever they need. But in regards to, like, someone on the outside, like, as a fan and seeing, you know, some decisions that are happening in general for the program, you know, he's messed up several times and made other people fall on the knife for him. And that alone is why I can't stand him. I think he's a snake. Yeah, he's absolutely a snake. All right, well, let's move on here a little bit before I get into my, my Gene Smith tangent and kevin warren tangent and i end up just throwing this computer across the room <laughs> let's get into uh the current cfp as you know as everybody knows the cfp came out again last night uh-huh. and the top six were unchanged how do you feel about that uh, i'll be honest i was surprised i figured that us not playing and both florida and texas a&m that's really the two teams i'm looking at because those are the only two teams realistically i think as long as Ohio State doesn't lose, like actually physically lose a game, that those are the only two teams that can climb over top. And both those teams played. Uh, Texas A&M didn't play particularly great, but still beat LSU 20-7, to but didn't really have a great offensive game. Struggled against UK in the first half and then kind of blew it open in the second half. But both teams, you know, still did their job, got another win. Both teams pr- probably still have a better win than anything that Ohio State has on their resume. Because our best win is... Indiana, which, you know, had we beat them, you know, 40 to 14 or 50 to 20 some, it it would have been a good win. But that 42-35, them coming back from 28 points down did not look good. Um, Of course, Texas A&M beat Florida. That's a better win than what we have. Uh, Florida beat Georgia, even though I know Georgia's really overrated uh, and overranked. But that's still probably, at least in the scheme of everything, a better win. Uh, cause I think Georgia's still ranked higher than Indiana in the poll. So I'm really looking at those two teams more than anything. And I expected us to be six, to be honest with you, I expected it to be Texas A&M at four, Florida at five, simply because of their head to head. They're not going to put Florida ahead of Texas A&M yet, but that's, that's kind of where I expected to be. So when I saw we were at four, I was actually pretty surprised. Yeah, I was pretty surprised myself. We'd be at six. You and I discussed this ahead of time, just through mm-hmm. text message, uh, that we both kind of felt uh, that, that we would be around six. Um, but what this has done for me is this has this has cemented something that I said from the very beginning of this football season, and that is that I felt like the CFP this year was not going to be based on normal criteria. It's based solely on the eye test. There's yeah, no they, interconference. They, well, they're play. not coming out and saying that either. They're trying to say, well, we take this data point and this data point, blah, blah. Listen, yeah. that's what I that's what I told you. I said everyone has different criteria, but at the end of the day, they're just looking at everyone in that CFP room and say, what's your top four? I don't care why what's top four. Exactly. We'll discuss why, but what's your you top know what? four? And that's the reason why Clemson Clemson was ranked above us in the first CFP with a loss. And yeah. that's the reason why we're still number four, only playing four games. Because they think that we're one of the top four. It doesn't matter what we've done right now. They're they're just not on that. It's who do you think are the top four? Period. That's the only question going around that room right now. Yeah, I mean that they'll try to you know adjust and move people around in these other rankings. But at the end of the day, I think they have their six teams that they think are going to have a crack at this. 
and they're hoping for not chaos. That means they want Alabama to win out and beat Florida in the national title. Um, they probably want Notre Dame. I'm sorry. They probably want Clemson to beat Notre Dame uh, and make it close so they can keep both those teams in. And they want Ohio State to continue to win out. And then it's it's closed case. You know, yeah, that's that them top four right there are giant money. Pits, well, exactly. And then and then if you keep those standings where they're at, see, the only the only downside I'm seeing about that whole thing, if it holds true, is you're looking at what would be a third matchup of Notre Dame and Clemson. And I don't know if anyone really wants to see that, like a third time playing in the same season. Like that's unheard of. So I really don't expect that. I mean, because. It doesn't even matter where you rank them. There's potential that third game can happen. Now, do you think if Notre Dame loses to Clemson in a close one, does Notre Dame fall to four? Um, yes, if Ohio State gets to the Big Ten championship game and wins it. That means we will be 7-0 and with the title, and Notre Dame would be 9-1 and without a title. You know what would be the greatest thing ever? If Florida beat Alabama? No, that would not loss. be good. But that and would then not Clemson be good. beat Notre Dame. That, that would, would be not be good chaos. because the, well, then Ohio State screwed at that point, in my opinion, because Alabama is in. Like, I'm sorry, they're in. They could probably even get beat by double digits by Florida and still be in. Alabama's in, in my opinion. Nothing they can do to get out. So you don't want Florida winning because if Florida wins, then they're going to get in and Alabama's going to get in, get in, which is one less spot for us. And then I can see both ACC teams getting in. So we could, you know, we, we could win out and win the Big Ten and that we could get bumped because they'd have to put Florida in. And who are I they like going to bump chaos. out? I you like, like the chaos. chaos. Do you like sitting at home on your couch and watching someone else play for a natty? Well, I have to be honest, dude. You know, you and I have had this conversation behind closed doors. I really don't know as much as I love Ohio State football and I love you know, watching it and, and trying to get into You're the playoffs. We're I don't know that we're ready the for the playoffs. You're afraid we're going to have another 2017 uh, situation and get blown out by Clemson in the CFP. That's what the, you're worried about. The way we look defensively, I can't see it not happening by either any, either one of those teams, Alabama but, or Clemson. As much as I don't want to get embarrassed, having a what, what could have happened, a what if, um, would hurt even more. I'd rather be there and at least have have the crack at it. Wouldn't you want another crack at Clemson? Or would you rather just unless not get gonna, there? Unless they're going to put the tool to us 35 nothing again. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen because we don't have JT Barrett at quarterback. You know, Justin Fields is going to get his points. And then yeah, all we have may. to do this time is intentionally target Justin or uh, Trevor Lawrence, but this time knock his ass out. I'm just saying I'm not fully confident <laughs> in Ohio State's ability defensively. Well, neither am I, but I'll tell so, you what. I, at the end of the day, dude, I love college football playoffs, and I love the chaos. Yeah, but that again, that chaos could could screw us. <laughs> Wouldn't be any different than anything else that's happened this season. That's for sure. So something else that we saw, uh, at least you brought up to my attention during the uh, the, the little rankings uh, this week, was Herb Street calling out the team up north. Yeah, and you know what? For about two minutes, I actually gained back some of the respect that I'd previously lost on Kirk Herb Street. Because the guy at least came out, gave a genuine thought about what he thought, you know, was going on. And to be honest with you, I don't think anybody's above that right now. The way that this season has gone, I, I forever he, will he think— He basically said something everyone was thinking. He said, every, he said something everyone was thinking, but here's the thing. This is what's wrong with the NCAA. The NCAA should have governed this thing As a whole. in a way that it, was, that it was uniform for everyone, and they didn't. So now it's up to every school 
Every school could have one kid with the sniffles and decide they're not playing this week. Well, that's exactly where our country's at right now. That's why you have some states that are shut down, some states that are open. I mean, that's the problem. Like, there's no uniformity with anything anymore. It's not even just college football. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem. That's so think exactly about it. Real it. Quick. Let's think about it. So you got Harbaugh, right? Who's got what? What do they got? Like two wins now? I think they're two and three. Two and three. Okay, so you're two and three. So maybe you play a game this weekend. I know they're on pause right now. Uh, maybe everybody's concerned about that. Maybe two and four, because I don't think Michigan's lost a game yet. I mean, like, like got one canceled. I think they're two and four. So, say they play this weekend. They, who they got? Maryland, I think. Uh huh. So they got Maryland this weekend. Say they can squeeze out a win there. Maybe okay? they have Maryland this weekend. They've paused their activities. Right, but I, I, I know you keep saying. Maybe, I'm saying, assume they do. Okay. Okay, and they play, and just say that they eke out a win this weekend. Okay, so now they're okay. what three and four. Yeah, they're three and four. Now, why? If you're Jim Harbaugh fighting for your job right now, I'll tell you what, three and four without a loss to Ohio State looks a heck of a lot better than three and five with a loss to Ohio State or possibly two and five with a loss to Ohio State. You know what I mean? Well, the only thing that could save their season at all would be beating Ohio State. That's the only thing they can do. Well, what if they don't play Ohio State, though? But that's kind of what the vibe has been. It's almost kind of like, you know, well, we're just going to chalk it up and you know what if. We know that we're probably going to get a hundred hung on us. What's what's the best thing we could do to stick it to Ohio State is exactly. to screw them and not play. But I'm thinking about Jim Harbaugh in terms of his job because from what I'm understanding and I'm reading all kinds of stuff on this mm-hmm. is that they're fifty fifty on whether or not they're going to get rid of Harbaugh. Half people think they are, and half the people think they aren't because they don't think that Michigan has found a replacement that's equal or greater to them that they know that they can bring in right now. I don't think it's, they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna fire him this year. And I think I think he's just not gonna get his contract renewed at the end of last year, uh, next year. That could be true. But you know what? The the point is they've been so quiet about it, and Jim Harbaugh is sitting on pins and needles right now. So you know what looks better? Not playing Ohio State than getting your ass kicked by Ohio State. Right. And so I, and, dude, I don't yeah. put it past him. But that and, leads back to what you were saying that there should have been a precedent sent that you can't just cancel a game because you're canceling a game because oh out of abundance of caution quote unquote and go by the numbers okay even though we don't agree with the Big Ten numbers there was even a comment I forgot to bring up when they were doing that uh you know the press uh, press conference after we had to cancel the game against Illinois and they were asking about about whether or not we met the threshold and he said listen there's been a lot of Big Ten games canceled this year and I don't think any of them actually went past the threshold. So these teams are actually canceling without even going over the threshold. Not even like the Big Ten is forcing them to shut down. They're canceling on their own. And that's ridiculous, especially with the, you know, how many times have you and I talked about the guidelines for the Big Ten? They're so stringent. So you're taking away opportunity for yourself to do it. And then once you finally do hit those numbers, you're out for three weeks. God, there's teams in the SEC I know that are playing without 20 scholarship players. You look at the swamp on Saturday and it's packed full of people. Yeah. It's it's just, I don't know, man. I, I just, of course, Big Ten handled this horribly. And the biggest issue I have with the whole thing is that they decided to wait until October 24th to start when they could have started at the beginning of October and given us three weeks to play with. Well, I'm just saying at this point, I don't think that there's a need for the NCAA and college football. Well, we've been through that before. There definitely isn't a need for them because they don't do anything. uh, And yet they have full ability to say who's eligible, who's not eligible, and bring down punishments. I mean... I was going to say they're letting every conference do their own thing at this point. Every conference is doing their own thing. They've let LSU basically get away with, you know, a slap on the wrist over something that 
would have probably taken Ohio State uh, multiple years to recover from. Or any we would have team. lost the coach. We would have at least lost the coach. You would have been suspended uh, or no post game for a post game ban for at least one or two years. You would have lost scholarships over it. I think I think the NCAA realizes it's losing the upper hand and controlling this thing. Well, they're getting ready I, I really to do. when these players start getting paid too. That's coming up what next year. Yeah, it's getting regulated. So the NCAA, uh, see, football is eventually going to go off on its own, I think. And because if it's not going to be sanctioned through NCAA, there is no eligibility they can require. So people are going to I mean, it's going to be almost like a minor league free agency kind of thing. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of craziness. And I mean, then you're going to see, you know, it's going to be the best players are going to go to the highest bidder. And yeah, we're headed that way anyway. So I'm just it's an it's a big mess. But Bottom line is that everyone knows this, that Kevin Warren in the Big Ten completely screwed us. And if Ohio State gets left out, um, and I mean, it's not even just getting left out. This is a big reason why our defense is struggling, too. I mean, we have a new defensive coordinator. We have young players in there, and we've had minimum games to get anything worked on. So naturally, we're not going to look very good on defense. I think we have the athletes to do it. But, you know, the circumstances and everything is making our defense look that much worse. That's why the offense looks so good, because the offense is essentially the same one we had last year. Well, it's true. I, I Personally, I think that the defense is out of position. That's how I oh, feel. Oh, yeah. The, you the, know, not I, good I feel like Sean Wade should be on the number two guy. And I feel like Seven Banks should be on the number one guy. Proctor should play safety. I think, I think if you give Seven Banks somebody over top to help out, um, well, that he can cover uh, number uh, one receiver. That's Hooker. Put Marcus Hooker over I would top even put that him too. There. I think I'd we put, need to do two deep, so that way when one of those knuckleheads doesn't do a sign of football, at least we'll have someone else back there to stop the home run. I just feel like putting Wade out there on an island is not a good idea. They need to put Banks out there and and let him get some some uh, help over top from the safeties and let uh, and and let Wade cover the number two guy. By See, himself. that's the other thing too. If you don't put them on islands and you play zone, sure. Passing lanes open up, but sometimes it takes longer for those passing lanes to open up. And since we're getting pressure on a quarterback, but not able to make the sacks, maybe that extra second for someone that would take to get open in the zone would give our defensive line a chance to get to the quarterback. So sure, there might be some drives we'll give up, you know, a handful of yards, but we're also not going to get beat on a single play. And the longer that you have to establish a drive, the more things can go wrong for the offense. Yeah, schematically, I think we need to change that. Yeah, we've got to do something. And then that brings us into the next thing real quick. We want to talk about Michigan State game we got coming up uh, this week. And this, we've not heard anything negative from Michigan State. They're preparing to play us. And uh, a couple days ago, we started doing small groups, and then we went back to practice yesterday. But again, we don't know who we're missing. Dude, so our, we're, we're just, let's in. do our preview. Let's do our preview like every all of our key players are there. We know Day is going to be missing. We'll, we'll do our preview as if we had our all of our key players there. Okay, this I mean, this just feeds further into my clinical depression over this football season because I've never once in my entire life, sorry to get like this for a minute, but had to use my imagination for Ohio State football. I'm having to use my imagination half the time, which is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like to really look at the scope of this year and everything that's going on and say, okay, let's assume that we actually have a football team this Saturday. What's going to happen? Right. You know what I mean? Like that's just, man, that's hard pill to swallow. But so Michigan State, preview i'm gonna say like this if we are fully equipped even without ryan day honestly i don't see us blowing them out of the water i don't see it being a uh 25 plus uh point spread like victory i I don't see that happening i think without ryan day there and different people running the show a little bit and i think that our defense has been completely exposed so i really think michigan state's going to score some points as well 
And I think that I got to be honest, man, I I'm seeing like I really do. I see this game being a a way to try to get back on track because I feel like, dude, the players have got to be losing some enthusiasm, don't you think, at this point? I think there's a lot going wrong and I go I'll let you keep going, but I, I got something that I'm feeling about this game, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like. If everybody plays and nobody has COVID, well, that'll be great. But I feel like last week really took the air out of people's lungs, both around the program, you know, and around Buckeye Nation. Uh, just that it finally hit us. You know what I mean? We didn't see it coming and it hit us. And I think this bounce back week is not going to be the strongest one that we've had. I really do. I think we win this football game, but I don't think we win it overly convincing. I really don't. I, I think we win by maybe a couple of scores. I think there's some mistakes made, and I and I think we continue to struggle on defense because we haven't seen anything that says they're going to change it. Okay, so give me give me a score prediction real quick, and then I'll I'll give you mine. Just uh, assuming we have everyone. Or actually, you know what? Let's not even do our score prediction. Let's uh let let's just do the score prediction when we know more. So we'll because we have prop bets coming up that we'll talk about. We'll just do those later this week. You good with that? Yep. Uh, so I mean, it's just okay. But your preview is you think we'll still win, but you think it'll be a struggle. Yeah, and I do, and I just don't. I feel like some of the wind has been taken out of the sails of the mm-hmm. entire football program. Well, I think one is we've had limited practice. If we play this game, two, of course, we don't know who's going to be out. Assuming no key players are out, you're still not able to get into a rhythm because this is now we've only played one game in three weeks. You know, because we were off the week before from the Mar- Maryland being canceled. Played Indiana, looked good to start, kind of crapped out. And we didn't end with good momentum in that game either. Like, that was a hold-on win. And then we come back, we're fired up wanting to fix some things. Then we have our own issue, or we can't even focus on our own practice. So we're not fixing these issues. And then we can't even come in and have an f- entire normal full week of practice, even if we play. I'm legit worried that this could be one of those games like not necessarily to the extent of at Purdue in 2018 and at Iowa in 2000, what, 16. It has the potential that we could get upset. And even just it being Michigan State is kind of like a Penn State with us. Fluky stuff happens. We struggle with their team uh, to blow them out. We've only really blown them out like one or two times in the last five, six, seven years. You know, sometimes they play us a little bit close. Um, I know they don't have the best team and they've looked pretty bad against some bad teams, but then they've beaten some better teams. So, you know, we don't know what to expect, but we know as Ohio State, we're going to get everyone's best. And I think with everything we have going on, Michigan State giving us our best, I can see this being a, a one-score game in the fourth quarter. And then at that point, anything can happen because I don't know what the weather's looking like, but I know it's going to be cold, you know, and it's tough playing up north, especially in December because normally we're not used to playing in December, right? Right. Like normally we play Thanksgiving uh, weekend against the team up north and then we're off. I don't know if you're off a week. I think the very next week, then we go indoors Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game. Like we've never played up north, especially in East Lansing in December. So we just have a lot working against us. And as much as I would love, I I mean, I think if nothing, if if this was just a straight matchup and there was nothing going on, I think we beat them by 20 plus. And I think it's probably the game's not even really close. Maybe until like at the end, they may scramble and get some points. But with everything here, I see this going neck and neck or us even be trailing by double digits for the first time at some point. Um, I hope I'm wrong. 
but I, I see I see this game. You know, we're we're stressing so much to get the game done that corners might be cut, and I don't know if we'll be fully prepared. And I know Michigan State will be. I know, and it brings us back to to what we were talking about before. You know, an even bigger thing. Even though we give our our projections and our predictions based on the fact that we have a full team, we know we're not going to. Yeah, just I just don't, know, I don't know. I don't know enough yet. I don't know enough yet because the one thing right now I could probably say is the point spread. I don't think we'll cover that. No. <laughs> so I, if I was if I was a betting man, uh, especially on Ohio State, I would bet on uh, Ohio State not covering that spread. Yep. So so here's what we decided we were going to do. We usually do the prop bets every week for the upcoming game, but based on the uncertainty of what's going on this week and us really not knowing exactly who's going to be making the trip to East Lansing and who's staying home, we decided that we will wait until Probably we Friday actually evening. know. Probably yeah, Friday, Friday evening, evening or even possibly Saturday morning if if they haven't actually came out and said yeah. uh, who's playing. But it, as soon as we know who's up there, we're going to put a score prediction and we're going to put a prop bet. We'll put our prop bets up on Facebook and 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 all our social media platforms so everyone can can see what's going on. That works. But uh, other than that, man, uh, I hope to God that we play this weekend. You know, weekends without college football, man. Like we talked about before, man. This is our serenity. This is our you know, this is our, our getaway, our, our everything, you know what I mean? So for it to be like last weekend, you know, hate to bring it up, but you know, me and Davis were together for the game and the night before we ordered $60 worth of wings (laughs) for the day of the game. And then they canceled the game and I had to go pick up. I mean, it was the saddest time I've ever had pulling through to pick up wings in my life. I'm like, can I have my wings? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But but what we do. We watched we watched the Ohio State Alabama game, and we watched not just the highlights. We watched the full cut all the way through. It's true. That's because we're sick in the head, though. Normal people would just be upset. <laughs> That's true. Well, I needed to see I needed to see some football that day, and I wasn't interested in watching these other teams play. So that's where I was at. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, hopefully we play, and uh, we will we will be able to have a post game show or something next week in order to talk about what happened and hopefully talk about the next CFP. And hopefully we're still in it. Um, I just I, I hope our season isn't done, man, because we missed this one. The season's done at this point, man. I I can't even I think speculate it is. anything. Anymore. I think it is. I do unless Big Ten changes their, their their minimum game requirement, which you know they're not going to. I feel like the entire college football landscape is kind of making the rules up as they go. So it's almost impossible to predict. <laughs> you know, that's that's probably the best way to explain it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, tell them where they can find us. All right. So, again, you can find us on YouTube, uh, and especially that's where we post our uh, video episodes when we continue to do more of those in the future. Uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, iTunes, um, and Google Play. And... Yeah, I mean, just again, give us a give us a listen, give us a like, subscribe, um, let us know what you think, and uh, as always, go Bucks, oh H. <laughs>